Today is the 24th day of April. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here with you. Today is hump day, and uh, the back half of this week is a busy one for me. My daughter, our daughter, my wife Jill and my daughter, uh, the leader of the uh, Daily Audio Bible Chronological channel, She'll be getting married on Saturday, so busy, busy, busy for us the next couple of days. Thank you for your prayers, but it doesn't matter how busy life may get. Uh, The scriptures are a part of that rhythm. No matter where we are, no matter what we do, we are in this together around this global campfire. And yeah, there's all kinds of things that come up inside of a year that that can pull us in all kinds of directions. But if If the word of God stays central and as a part of that rhythm, ah, the drama it can save us from. I mean, we can't eliminate all drama from our lives, but we can eliminate a lot. And so even though it's a busy second half of the week for us around here, uh, the word of God is the rhythm of our lives. And so let's step into uh, today's reading. We began the book of Judges yesterday, and I will be traveling along and learning of the generations of Judges as we go forward for the next little bit here. Uh, We're reading from the English Standard Version. Did I already say that? Judges chapter 2, verse 10 through 3, verse 31 today. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm, as the Lord had warned, and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were in terrible distress. Then the Lord raised up judges, who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning, because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers, 
going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he said, Because this people have transgressed my covenant, that I commanded their fathers, and have not obeyed my voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations that Joshua left when he died. In order to test Israel by them, whether they will take care to walk in the way of the Lord as their fathers did, or not. So the Lord left those nations, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hand of Joshua. Now these are the nations that the Lord left to test Israel by them, that is, all Israel who had not experienced all the wars in Canaan. It was only in order that the generations of the people of Israel might know war, to teach war to those who had not known it before. These are the nations, the five lords of the Philistines, and all the Canaanites, and the Sidonians, and the Hivites, who lived on Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal Hermon, as far as Libo Hamath. They were for the testing of Israel, to know whether Israel would obey the commandments of the Lord which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And their daughters they took to themselves for wives, and their own daughters they gave to their sons, and they served their gods. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord, their God, and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Rishathaim, king of Mesopotamia. And the people of Israel served Cushan Rishathaim eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for the people of Israel who saved them, Othniel the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him, and he judged Israel. He went out to war, and the Lord gave Cushan Rashathiam, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand, and his hand prevailed over Cushan Rashathiam. So the land had rest forty years. Then Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He gathered to himself the Ammonites and the Amalekites and went and defeated Israel. And they took possession of the city of Palms. And the people of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, eighteen years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord raised up for them a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite, a left-handed man. The people of Israel sent tribute by him to Eglon, the king of Moab, 
and he who had made for himself a sword with two edges, a cubit in length, and he bound it on his right thigh under his clothes. And he presented the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Now Eglon was a very fat man. And when Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who carried the tribute. But he himself turned back at the idols near Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you, O king. And he commanded, Silence. And all his attendants went out from his presence. And Ehud came to him as he was sitting alone in his cool roof chamber. And Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. And he arose from his seat. And Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and thrust it into his belly. And the hilt also went in after the blade, and the fat closed over the blade, for he did not pull the sword out of his belly. And the dung came out. Then Ehud went out into the porch and closed the doors of the roof chamber behind him and locked them. When he had gone, the servants came, and when they saw the doors of the roof chamber were locked, they thought, Surely he is relieving himself in the closet of the cool chamber. And they waited till they were embarrassed. But when he still did not open the doors of the roof chamber, they took the key and opened them, and there lay their lord dead on the floor. You had escaped while they delayed, and he passed beyond the idols and escaped to Sirah. When he arrived, he sounded the trumpet in the hill country of Ephraim. Then the people of Israel went down with him from the hill country, and he was their leader. And he said to them, Follow after me, for the Lord has given your enemies, the Moabites, into your hand. So they went down after him and seized the fords of the Jordan against the Moabites, and did not allow anyone to pass over. And they killed at that time about 10,000 of the Moabites, all strong, able-bodied men. Not a man escaped. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for 80 years. After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. Luke 22, 14-34 And when the hour came, he reclined at table, and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. Psalm 92 and 93 how great are your works! A psalm, a song for the Sabbath. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know. The fool cannot understand this. That though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. 
but you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are never full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. Mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. Proverbs 14, 1 and 2 The wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. Whoever walks in uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. Okay, so as we launched ourselves fully into the book of Judges and started uh, meeting some of the judges, we should be able to see pretty clearly the seesaw pattern, uh, falling away and repentance. Uh, and this will color most of the story of the ancient Hebrew people as we go forward. So even as we met a couple of the, or three of the judges today, Othniel, Ehud, and Shamgar, we can also see how the culture was shifting away from what had been ingrained into them, and that is utter dependence on God. And this began to shift and mingle and become more about the will and wishes of the people, which is spoken of in our reading from the book of Proverbs today. Whoever walks in uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is devious in his ways despises him and then we get into the gospel of luke and we have just come through uh, the easter season i mean we're just a few days removed from easter and we are entering the story that situates itself at easter so we are at the passover meal the last supper and we've talked about this as we've followed with Jesus back through Jericho and walking up to Jerusalem and weeping over Jerusalem. 
We've talked about the weight that must have been on Jesus' shoulders as we're taking this path. And so Jesus is sitting down to this final meal. And what is he going to face? Like, does he get to have just a peaceful last meal? Uh, He does, as long as being betrayed to your enemies and some of your friends fighting each other over who's the greatest in the kingdom of God, as long as those kinds of things don't bother you, then yeah, I suppose it's a peaceful meal. So in spite of all of that drama, Jesus institutes what we know as the Eucharist or communion. And we know from other gospels that it's, that Jesus also uh, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and washed the filthy feet of his friends. Whether they were betraying him or whether they were fighting each other for position or whether they were silent, whatever was going on, he, he washed their feet. And remember Peter saying, you're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus is like, if I'm not going to wash your feet, then you don't have a place with me. So Jesus is essentially with his final lesson before he goes to be tortured to death, trying to show his friends the only way is to serve. The only way is to humble yourself. Or in the words of Jesus, quoting from the Gospel of Luke from our reading today, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. The discouraging part of this scene is that Jesus' friends could be battling each other for who's the greatest in the kingdom, having walked with Jesus and seen his ministry firsthand, first person. They still don't completely get it. What's discouraging about that is just how hard it is to get it. It is contrary to the world's system of self-promotion and bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more and more. And yet, we've probably lived long enough to kind of realize that we can chase whatever we want to chase, but Even when we've been chasing something and finally acquire that thing, it's not all that it seemed. It didn't bring the eternal life we were hoping, right? It didn't didn't bring the perfection that the commercial seemed to tell us it was going to. The times that we find ourselves most alive are when we've given something that somebody needs, whether that's in thought, word, or deed. When we've been able to be used by God, when we've been able to say the right thing at the right time or do the right thing for someone at the right time, when we're serving one another, we walk away from that full. Whereas 
we can go to the mall and spend all of our money and come home and be more empty than anything. And Jesus is simply showing us and we're still not getting it. Like it's right in front of us and we're still not getting it. Jesus isn't commanding us to be poor. He's not commanding us. He's not He's not commanding us to do anything but be aware that if we're going to be like him, then we're going to have to lower ourselves and be servants to our brothers and sisters in whatever way that we can. This is the model, all right? So this is God who has incarnated himself, has lowered himself down to our level to then demonstrate what a life abundant can look like and it can't be found in the accumulation of wealth or stuff those things can certainly buy us pleasures but they burn off so fast like we don't end up feeling full until we're giving of ourselves I mean I mean just if that became the rhythm of our lives, that we woke up in the morning, uh, not to feel like we're in bondage and, oh, another day I got to serve people, but rather to know that I get to reveal God's kingdom today by keeping myself humble like my Savior and not just jumping into a reactionary day, but looking at the whole picture and responding accordingly seeing through the eyes of the Spirit what is happening and how I can reveal God's kingdom in it. I get to do that today and every day. As opposed to I get to yell at my children and kick the dog and insult my spouse. And when you start serving people, that changes the atmosphere. When you have a humble posture, uh, ready to help, ready to serve, and you come to the aid of someone unexpectedly in whatever way, maybe helping somebody at the office with something they're stuck on, helping somebody on the side of the road. I mean, what? There, there's uh, millions of ways to contextualize this. It, it can happen every day. Like we don't even have to look for these opportunities. They present themselves in one way or another. And all Jesus is doing here is showing us the secret of how to live. And so may we take this scene and apply it to our own lives and live into it today and every day. As the Holy Spirit, we invite you into that. It's so subtle how quickly pride and arrogance and competition and false identity present themselves. It's everywhere, almost impossible to escape. No possible way for us to orient ourselves rightly without walking with you, without your Holy Spirit uh, indwelling us and leading us forward. And our part in that collaboration is to listen, is to slow down and uh, find the spacious life that you are offering us to slow down and live in a life that we can maintain. Because the truth of, of the matter is that most of us are too busy to even pay attention to this. Come Holy Spirit, 
Show us how to slow down. Show us how to listen to you. And show us how to serve our brothers and sisters and whatever it is that they may need. Maybe it's a word of encouragement that they need. Maybe it's a random smile to a stranger we will never see again that they need. Whatever it is that they need, you have allowed us to reveal your kingdom today. Help us to do that, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. Tone base. It's where you find out what's going on around here, so be sure to stay connected in any way that you can, any way that you will. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, that can be done at DailyAudioBible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage. And I do, humbly. Thank you. Profoundly. We, uh, we are doing what we're doing because we're doing it together. There's no other way to do it. Thank you for your partnership. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877 942 4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, this is protected by his wings from Virginia. Um, I heard Johnny's uh, prayer request. He's a middle school student who called in for Nick. Johnny, your uh, request. Uh, it touched my heart so much, uh, uh, I cried. And uh, I'm an officer of the United States Army, so I don't cry often. I am praying for you. I am praying for Nick and for favor in the court system. At any home Nick is placed in will be a, a good, great home for him. Uh, Rebecca from Michigan, I'm praying for you. I love hearing your phone calls and your requests and your stories. Um, I, I advise that you uh, get another dog if your place allows you to get a pet. I, I come home to my dog every day and he shows me unconditional love. Uh, reminds me of how I should come seek and love the Lord with everything I have. Uh, I have two prayer requests. Uh, please pray for my dad, Ron. Uh, he is not saved. He's in his mid-70s and ha- is in poor health. I uh, also pray for my mom. Her name is Regina. She is 71 years old and she's an alcoholic. Pray for restoration that she would stop drinking. She uh, was uh, has been an alcoholic since my earliest memory of her when I was about four years old. Brian, Jill, Harden family, the, all those in the Daily Audio Bible, God bless you. Bless this ministry, you guys uh, have blessed me immensely. And I want to thank you for being the hands and feet of Jesus every day. I hope China's wedding uh, is is wonderful, is blessed, is protected, and is everything she she and her husband wants it to be. God bless you all. Hi, this is Bart from Kentucky. Oh Lord, we thank you for the day. Thank you for your loving and saving grace through Jesus Christ. It's at the day before Easter. 
we celebrate the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, today I want to lift up Nicholas, son of your son and our brother, Wayne from Wisconsin, who faithfully prays for our children. We ask you to guide Nicholas's steps as he gets out of jail, show him the right way to walk, and give him your wisdom. Lord, we, we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. And we also pray this for the rest of our children, be they prodigal or not. As Wayne reminds us, you are the same God that saved us and can save our children. I ask these things again in Jesus' name, and I pray expectantly because victory is at hand. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hello, this is Jennifer um, in Indiana. I'm calling for my dad and his girlfriend. She went in for a biopsy last week. She's been feeling ill for about a month, and they've said she has late-stage cancer, and they're putting her on hospice. So um, she doesn't know the Lord, and my dad believes in God, but he doesn't believe in Jesus, and he is just crushed. He was talking about marriage two months ago, um, wanting to propose to her. So please pray for my dad, Bill, and his girlfriend, Marion, and um, I'm going to see him now. Um, just lift him up, family, and Pray that God's will be done in this situation. Thank you. Like Satan, I was stubborn, and I had to be the best. Hard-driving, impatient, and cut above the rest. Insensitive, self-reliant, and chronically independent. I even tried to compete with God. Was I crazy or just demented? Demented. Now, that's the perfect word. It has that demonic sound. And demons did control my life. They ran me in the ground. It had to be poor self-esteem that made me so independent. Independence made me critical, egotistical, and in many ways a cynic. Being critical and egotistical has led to isolation. Isolation led me into sin and lots of aggravation. Once you're deep within the sin, you're far away from God. And once again, poor self-esteem will make you feel odd. The cycle just repeats itself. You feel you just can't win unless some way you can get to God and make the cycle end. Now, how does one get back to God? There are lots of different theories. I guess that's why a lot give up. Their spirit often wearies. Especially if their spirit isn't one that's from the Lord. Satan tries to make it hard for us to get restored. But really, it's quite simple. Accept and disagree. Deliverance is a gift, my friend, that's absolutely free. You can learn to be dependent. God will always bring you through. Stay humble and compassionate, because love will help you too. And as your faith and walk gets stronger, you become God's son. The cycle will be broken, and your battle can be won. But there'll be other battles and other victories too. But remember to stay close to God. Your strength he will renew. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com I'd like to give a shout out to Tony and AJ and Delta Alpha Foxtrot. 